people say on a very regular basis that the world which is around us, the world in which we live, with all its limitations, its greed, its violence, its injustice, its hatred, they say that this world is the only real world there is. That's the way it has always been, and that's the way it will always be. You can do nothing about it, so you had better get used to it. Such an attitude is called realism. People can say these things because of the reality of their understanding and of the happenings that are in the world in which we all live. Realism is very convincing because it does mirror something of our own experience, our own eyes, our own ears, and as well as the history books confirm that this is the way that things were, and those who would be prophets of the future would say that's the way it will continue to be. Who can, who can tell me that they would ever have been able to visualize what an alternative might be like? It's not easy. Go to Ukraine today and ask them about the world in which they live. And they would have said to you that just a few short months ago, there was a degree of fear, anxiety, but never did they really think that they would be invaded. But there is something for us to see and in a sense to worry about. There is Mr. Putin saying to Finland and to Sweden, be careful. What is the world that we live in really like? Realism. I wonder what it would be like for all of us to look into a crystal ball and to see what the world might be like, indeed should be like. Who can do it? And you might find the answer in Scripture because there are those who are known as prophets. Prophets with a sense of vision. Prophet is someone who can see beyond what others call reality, can see beyond to what might be something good. The prophet is one who can visualize that there is an alternative and that that alternative is real too. The prophet is one who is not only aware of the sights and sounds of the world in which he lives, but he is equally aware of the God who is capable 
of transforming all that the prophet knows of his world. The prophet is not deaf to the sounds of gunshots. The prophet is not deaf to the cries of those who are in pain and in need. The prophet hears these things, but he also hears in his inner ear angels who sing of peace. And the prophet who can hear is also one who is not blind to the distended bellies of starving children, but also sees the food which is available to feed everyone. And he calls on others to see that as well. The prophet. And there was Isaiah. He knew what it was like, the reality of the world in which he lived. For he was an Israelite, captive in Babylon. Yes, he had found a fortunate position, but he knew that position could be taken away in a second and that he would no longer have life in his body. He knew what it might be like for him as a captive, and he knew as a captive that his captors had taken his city of Jerusalem to the ground, stone by stone. That was real for him, not some hazy notion. The prison, the city, his people. He knew that the goodwill of his captives was uncertain. And he knew that he was dependent on other people for his food, for his water, for his residence, for all that he had, for all that he had endured, but also all that he had enjoyed. Isaiah had to live with the realization that his freedom could be taken away at the whim of his enemies. But Isaiah is a prophet, and what makes him a prophet, what enables him to see beyond to what might be, could be, and it is the fact of his own consciousness that there is a God, a loving heavenly Father, it is his realization that the world in which he exists is not what God intends it to be, but it's there for people to enjoy all of them, not just a small percentage. Isaiah the prophet 
understanding that God is not bound by the present realities, nor is he even captured by them. God is free from them and is capable of undermining them. I have a very vivid memory of some 30-odd years ago, a young man coming to see me and sitting in my study and saying with a great deal of power that he could understand what God wanted the world to be like, but he as a human being could also see beyond the present. And what he looked at was not what God intended. There was a young man who had a sense of what could be. He's a minister now, probably preaching somewhere today. John the Baptist saw himself to be engaged in the same activity of Isaiah. When he was asked what he thought he was doing by the powers that be, he answered their questions. And he said, think of Isaiah there in the desert. Think of what Isaiah said when he knew the goodness and the richness of Babylon, but knew that it wasn't quite as God wanted. And John is looking for the God who is beyond what he can see and understand. He is looking for what he knows that God is capable of doing. John the Baptist baptized people who were also searching for a life that was different to the one that they knew. And by baptism, his action symbolizes the washing away of the values, the values that the world so often adopts. Cleansing, renewing, bringing new life. And it has always been like that. The many on one side and the few who have a consciousness of God and who live their life according to that. Jesus came into our world. And with Jesus, God created us to live according to his will, which in simple terms means that we recognize and practice Christian aid. We seek through Christian aid to deal with some of the needs of a few of the people, but we know in our consciousness that what we do is not enough. We have to give some thought to the world in which we live. And as we seek to bring food to the hungry, health to the sick, fellowship to the lonely, and comfort to the bereaved, 
we have to understand how much God would ask of us and how much God would give us to be as he would wish us to be. You and I know well enough that a piece of chocolate may be a sweetener, but it is only a symbol of what is required of us, what is to be expected from us. And so, consider going away today and opening your scriptures and reading what some of these prophets have said. And perhaps, perhaps at at that point, your consciousness, my consciousness, that there is a loving Heavenly Father may be so powerful within us that we will seek to change the reality of two-thirds getting a third and one-third getting two. Let us be prophets in our own country, in our world, for Jesus' sake, but also for the universe's sake. Think and sing as you do your daily business. Think and sing the words of the hymn. Look to Jesus. Look to Jesus. And let us be Christians for his sake.